0: Alana Banks, I have an important question for you. Why do you downplay your successes around family and friends? Before you answer, everybody listening, this is the No Excuses podcast. And today, I'm just going to relentlessly hammer Alana Banks with questions about this subject because I know she's got a lot to say about it. And those of you that are listening, why do you downplay your successes around family and friends? If you do. I don't know if you do, but you probably do because a lot of people do. Okay, Alana, let's get started. Why do you do it?
1: Yeah, well, I think the main reason is sometimes I think we can just feel a little bit guilty. And so we tend to downplay the success to take the attention off of ourselves because, you know, you don't want to appear to be like you're bragging or you're you know taking the limelight or you're doing better than other people. And I think this sometimes just comes down to the fact that as a culture, and maybe this is a North American thing, um, we like to stay humble. So I think that's, that for me anyway, was my default response. And I think that that came from just modeling behavior of what I was seeing out in the world.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's programmed into us, not just in North America. I think it's kind of programmed into us in the world um, to, like you say, to be humble or, you know, and the downplay is the, is the right word. It's like, it's it's almost like frowned upon to be overly celebratory. And, you know, I talked about this recently on a, on a group coaching call that I was hosting. People bond often by complaining or by talking about what's not going right, or by finding common grounds in the challenges in life. And I think maybe subconsciously people realize that if they focus in discussion with other people on the positives a lot, they're losing some of that common ground. They're losing some of that bonding space with the people that they are talking to, because it's so common for people to just whine and connect sometimes yeah. while drinking wine, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, this was something that I had to become consciously aware of when I started going deep with the whole personal development journey. And that was one of the things I let go of first was complaining and, um, you know, connecting with people on that topic. And I would just remove myself from those conversations and, and I and then I also consciously became aware of when I was complaining as part of conversations, but then also when I was downplaying what was going on for me, because it becomes apparent very quickly once you've kind of flipped to the other side, right? Like once you are starting to focus on your successes, once you are trying to stay in that sort of like positive side, and I'm not talking about like toxic positivity, like just bypassing your negative emotions, but just like trying to stay, you know, look at everything with, a, with more of a neutral lens and choosing, okay, do I wanna go deep into this like negative conversation or do I wanna stay on the more positive side? What can I find that is positive? So definitely I think it is a subconscious thing when we start to downplay because it's just something that we've always been doing. And as you said, that's like, it's a way to connect, right? is a way to kind of develop rapport with people is just to kind of complain. But when you become more aware of it, you got to own your success Mm -hmm. because then what happens is that for a bit, it might be uncomfortable for you and the person because then they're like, oh man, like I want it. I want that. Right. I want to be happy like that. I want to feel success like that. But I think, yeah, it really comes down to just like owning Your success, and it's going to feel uncomfortable for a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's important to own your success. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's important to move away from this downplaying the good stuff and focusing on the negative?
1: Well, because it really starts to reprogram your own neurology to Hmm. recognize oh, I'm actually, I actually am doing well. I am winning. I am feeling good. And then it reinforces behaviors that are going to like, you know, continue to put you into that trajectory.
0: Yeah. And what you focus on expands, right? Yeah. If, and, you know, I had a mentor one time that said spelling is called spelling because when you spell or use words, you're casting spells, right? The stuff that you say and the stuff that you write becomes more real and there's actually a, in my opinion a scientific basis in this because you're firing the neurology around those you know images around those beliefs around those negative experiences and the more you fire that neurology the stronger it becomes right so you're actually strengthening the like misery muscles in your mind when you complain and talk about and focus on what's not going well uh, and at the same time you're missing an opportunity to strengthen the positivity or the gratitude or the success muscles or aka neurological pathways, in the mind, which is a darn shame, is it not? Yeah,
1: it is. And especially once you wrap your head around the idea that, you know, you create your reality, if you're spending your time downplaying your success, complaining, staying on the negative end of the spectrum, then what's your life going to look like? It's going to be pretty dreary, but if you spend time celebrating your successes, speaking positively, looking at the the good side of things, then you're going to be creating a life that's a lot more fun, fun to be living in. And I, I tell this to my kids all the time, but I tell them, you know, who do you like to hang out with? Who are you attracted to at school? Or what teachers are you really attracted to? Are you attracted to the ones who are fun and goofy and like have n- nicknames for you and that type of thing? Or are you attracted to the kind of like, curmudgeony teachers or kids in the school and 100% of the time they're like oh I love the fun teachers yeah and I'm like exactly so if you want to attract people to you then you want to get into that kind of energy
0: yeah yeah when I was in school there was a lot of those old curmudgeony children you know kind of like skulking skulking about and I was one of them right there's I remember being in high school and like hanging out with people who would literally say like I feel old.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Um, it's so funny that you have that you gave us that example. Really on point. Really true. So I think we kind of covered why we downplay the successes around friends and family. It's a way to connect. It's polite. It's programmed into us. We're just kind of societally told not to gloat, not to stand out, right? Not to go against the, against the grain. And we talked about the dangers of doing that neurologically and, and socially. And I think like one more question that probably we want to address is the, who are the people that focus on the positive? Who are the people that are unapologetic about celebrating what's going right in your life, right? Like I can think about who that is and they're the most successful people that I know personally it's those people do focus on the positive. Don't play, don't downplay. Like they don't gloat or brag, but they're honest, you know, about the successes that they have in business, the successes that they have in relationships, the successes that they have in health. Right. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the people who are staying in that sort of positive vein and owning their success and sharing that with others, are the ones in my life too, who are the most successful. How do you go about stopping the downplay? One of those things would be to start actually celebrating your wins. And even if you don't feel comfortable sharing that with people, just even writing them down at the end of the day. Like some people have a gratitude journal. You could have like a winning journal or something like that, or like a things that are going well for me right now journal, because if you start focusing on the things that you're winning at you start recognizing like oh wow i'm actually doing really well in my life
0: yeah agreed agreed gratitude journal you know taking note of what's going well i think being unapologetic for what's going right in your life is fine right as long as you're honest about it don't don't go around lying but
1: yeah. And that, and actually that's the thought I lost was, you know, you don't have to be braggy about it, you know, uh, or, or, or mean or, or make it seem like you're better than everyone else. You can just like simply be honest. And when someone asks you how you're doing, instead of saying like, eh, well, you know, it's okay. You can say, I oh, do things are going really well right now yeah. for me. I've got this thing going on and that thing going on and I'm feeling really happy. And leave it yeah. at that, you know, you don't have to even over-explain it. Yeah. Because I think, you know, as we said at the beginning, it's just like the default is to just be like, not so good or whatever. Or sometimes you do need to be honest and be like, you know what? I have a really bad headache today. Yeah. <laughs> not feeling that great. Yeah. But, and leave it at that. But yeah. I think, yeah, it just adds to your success. And, you know, even in the inner circle that you know, we're part of and other coaching groups that I've been part of, we always start off the sessions with like, what are we celebrating this week? And I think that that is a really good way. It just gets you into the mindset of success. Yeah. Right.
0: Of Gratitude and, and orienting your awareness to what's going well and what's going right so that it can expand. Yeah. I I do want to share one more thing. I have very different views about social media than a lot of people especially in the coaching industry and there's this you know kind of movement of like taking breaks from social media i don't believe in that personally because if you need to like decide to take a break from something your relationship with it is off to begin with right uh it's like it's like announcing i'm gonna take a break from carrots for a few months That's clear evidence that something is wrong with your relationship with carrots. A regular person who eats carrots at a normal amount doesn't need breaks from it. They just naturally consume them whenever it's appropriate. Same goes with social media. That's not the point I wanted to make. The point I wanted to make about social media is that right next to this, like I need to take breaks from social media, no judgment on you. If you're one of those people that does that, bless you, keep doing it. Um, all the best to you. I, I just have a different view. But right next to that is this like everything on social media is fake and everybody is just like showing you their highlight reel on social media. And my response to that is, yeah, of course, it's common sense. Why would I post like, stuff that is sad and like the Like the the low light reel of my life. It's common sense that if somebody's posting stuff and they're like celebrating what's going right in their life, and they're showing you their vacation, and they're showing you, you know, what's going well in business, that there's other parts of their life that aren't so glamorous that they're just not putting there. Right? Maybe I'm being a little blunt. Maybe I'm back into aggressive mode with this opinion, but I do feel strongly about this. I have no problem with those people that celebrate what's going right unapologetically because I just look at them and. I, and For me it's common sense there's other parts of their life that i'm not seeing but look they're choosing to focus on what's going the best and share it with the world and i can choose to be offended and jealous or i can choose to be inspired and happy for that person and which is the stronger more successful mindset right
1: yeah like i find it extremely motivating because everything that you're seeing and you're catching as you're watching these celebrations or you know these highlight reels you're seeing something in them that you know is in you that you want to bring out further or something so if you are going to that judgmental jealous place it's likely because you know it's inside you but you're afraid to do it or you know you have some kind of issue with it because chances are if you're seeing someone's highlight reel and you're totally like jiving with it then you're just like rooting them on because it's motivating you or maybe you're celebrating the exact same thing yeah so, yeah, I'm with you. And, and whenever I work with clients and I used to do a lot more like social media type coaching, but I would tell my clients to unfollow anyone that was kind of like bringing them down or was sharing a low light reel because some people do choose to use social media to just complain I tell them immediately to stop following those people. Unfollow them and only follow the people who are showing their happy highlights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's going to make you feel good.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there is something to be said if we're we're looking at the highlight reels and comparing our, you know, other people's success to our own and feeling bad about that. And I think the thing to be said about that is stop, right? When you look at highlight reels, it's never ever for the purpose of comparing to where you are the only race you're in is the race against yourself and the past you right if you're looking at other people's highlight reels it needs to be through a lens of inspiration and gratitude and and seeing what is possible and knowing that it's possible for you too if somebody else has done something um, you can do it too right and just as you say alana if you're looking at somebody who's being happy and successful and you're feeling anything but happy and admiration and inspired if you're feeling jealous or angry or you're like You know, you know that noise, right? If you're feeling that, I mean, that's just a good indicator that there's something in yourself that it's time to address, that it's time to work on, because you can have that stuff too. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. You just need to do a little digging. Yeah. Call us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Call Anna. (laughs) Call Anna. Call me. Um, Yeah.
1: Um, But I did hear this quote this morning that I thought was kind of relevant for this. And it said, if we argue for our limitations, we get to keep them. But if you argue your possibilities, you get to create them. And that's a quote, I think, by Richard Bach, but don't quote me on that. But I think this quote is a good way to maybe end this episode. But it's just like, if you want to argue your limitations and you want to stay stuck in downplaying your successes and not really owning your success, then do that. Yeah. Or you can create your reality. And argue your possibilities. Yeah. Make sure you choose the right people to talk about those with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanna share a quote too. Okay, cool. Okay. Michael Kane, the actor who's awesome, said um, in an interview he never uh, listens to people explain why they cannot do something because uh, then he might be convinced that they're right. Right?
1: Mm-hmm
0: um i like that
1: one too
0: i'm not gonna explain it i'm just gonna there you go conjure that one yeah
1: dear listeners
0: (laughs) simmer let it simmer um okay we're done for this one i think yes
1: yes great cool
0: where can they find you
1: they can find me at alanda banks coaching on instagram and I finally finished my website copy yesterday. So by the time this is live, you can go to alanabanks.com.
0: Sweet. i me out there. I'll, I'll be there. I'm just going to have it open in a tab on my computer all the time with along with 95 other tabs. Okay. So very good, Alana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to be it for today. I'm Ryan Montes, ryanmontes.com at NLP on the Instagram. And um, see you all. Next time. Thanks, everyone.